There was me, that is Alex, and my three droogs, that is Pete, Georgie, and Dim. We sat in the Corova Milk Bar trying to make up a risotox of what to do with the evening. The Corova Milk Bar sold Milk Plus, Milk Plus, Vincret, or Synthenum, or Dencrum, which is what we were drinking. This would sharpen you up and make you ready for a bit of the ultra-violence. Good evening and welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I can't do it quite as good as Malcolm McDowell. 50 years ago, A Clockwork Orange premiered in New York. It spread through the rest of the country in 1972. It was controversial. So much so, I mean, we all know the stories. I don't have to tell you here at the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Stanley Kubrick had the power to pull the film because people were blaming the film for they, they were going on these murderous rampages and they were blaming you know how people blame they've been blaming art since the beginning of time with the Dada movement with Picasso I'm sure people blamed Van Gogh for cutting their own ears off and drinking absinthe but with a clockwork orange um, I mean based on the book by Anthony Burgess he hated the film but hey you signed off on the rights and here we are 50 years later and a lot uh, I've said this before a lot of A Clockwork Orange did come true unfortunately it was a dystopian novel it was a dystopian movie and at the center of it is Malcolm McDowell and um, just that whole uh, everything from his voice to the way he looked into the camera I mean it was naughty 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 <laughs> and reading the book the book is in Nasdaq which is a form of slang, a little bit of Russian, a little bit of British slang. (laughs) Some people are repulsed by the film. Some people have studied the film. I had a professor, I remember in a speech class, and she said to me, honey, we used to talk like that. I said, really? And then she was the one that told me that if you were to watch the film today, there's 30 minutes of it missing or 30 seconds that they took out and years ago I had ordered the DVD and on Amazon it said X and I watched the film and I told her and she said yeah those scenes are missing so I contacted Amazon and I think they either called me or emailed me I don't remember and they said well what's the problem and I said well that's false advertisement because you're saying this is X this is not the X rated version and I can back that up for you they said, really? And I told them what was missing. They said, well, what do you want us to do? I said, I want you to change it to R because this is not the X-rated version. And they did that. Probably not just for me. I'm sure there were other people, film experts, who said this is, <laughs> this is not the, the X-rated version. Why does that matter? Because the film itself has been neutered, shall we say. And in in filmmaking, you know, it's similar when you watch the television, it says formatted to fit your TV. The film has been basically mutilated. It's not supposed to be like that. It's supposed to be presented in the panoramic widescreen. That's how it was filmed. And you cut off certain things. You, You basically mutilated the film by cutting it off. And I experienced this years ago watching Lion in Winter. And it was a white, it was a full screen version. And I thought, wait a minute they've cut off the I took photography and they would always tell us when you're cropping a photo and I would try not to crop the photos so 
A Clockwork Orange has been parodied. It's been parodied by The Simpsons. But nobody can parody it as much, I mean, to their full extent as Malcolm McDowell. I almost called him Sir Malcolm McDowell, but I don't think he received a knighthood. He's done other films throughout the years, but he will forever be remembered for A Clockwork Orange and playing Alex DeLarge, which is, it's as dark as it can be. But this is Sir, well, he's not Sir yet. This is Malcolm McDowell 40 years ago on Saturday Night Live. That was me. That is Alex and my three droogs. And we stopped at the old Corova milk bar for a glass of the old Molocco Plus. (laughs) Which would really sharpen you up and get you ready for the old surprise visit. Then back to the Corova for more Molocco, which is full of calcium, protein, and vitamin D. A glass of the old Malocco would really give you a nice malenky feeling right through your gutty woods. It's the wholesome drink that keeps you up. A message from the American Milk Association inviting you to drink milk. And so only Malcolm McDowell could parody that character that has been feared, that has been analyzed over and over and over again. And the filmmakers within that era, Kubrick, Spielberg, Scorsese, even Francis Ford Coppola, um, Brian De Palma, all made their youth films. And Stanley Kubrick was like, well, I'm just going to make a clockwork orange. And Stanley Kubrick was very mysterious and very rarely gave interviews and you have to feel for Malcolm McDowell because Malcolm McDowell loved working with Stanley Kubrick and he figured the relationship would continue after filming the film that didn't happen and that really bothered Malcolm McDowell and he talked about that how he loved Stanley Kubrick even to the day that Stanley Kubrick died and took all his secrets with him in uh, 1999 right after finishing Eyes Wide Shut But it's a clockwork orange that really, why Kubrick pulled it was Kubrick had moved his family to England. He had children, he had a wife, and he was getting death threats. So he had that power to say to Warner Brothers, pull the film. The film was not shown in England until after his death. And then the film itself circulated when it was available on VHS, DVD, to which I have said that it was neutered. Now, European versions, I've talked to people who have told me there are European versions floating around of the original film. And I remember my professor saying to me when I told her I was going to go into film, she said, if you ever become a film preservationist, look for the film for me. I said, okay. So, and maybe it is my mission to look for the film for her. <laughs> I'm sure it's floating around YouTube somewhere. The original film was shown in its, entire, in, in its entirety in 2001. On, I believe it was not the BBC, but it was one of the channels. As I've said before, this film has been parodied time and time again by The Simpsons, by everybody. Everyone has parodied A Clockwork Orange, probably not understanding its true intent. As I've said before, when COVID first hit, I remember I was coming back from Trader Joe's and the kids were not in school. 
So it's like, okay, what do we do with them? And I saw these teenagers near the railroad tracks kicking trash. And I mean, the, the streets were basically empty. And I thought, whoa, this is like out of a clockwork orange. It was very eerie because I don't think we ever thought that that would happen. But it was not totally dystopian. <laughs> um, there are so many moments in A Clockwork Orange. So I thought, rather than play the ones that have been overanalyzed and over <laughs> overplayed, that would be best to just pick a scene. I mean, this, this is truly a shocking movie. I've shown people much more shocking stuff, but A Clockwork Orange seems to hit them in the gut. Not that kind of a test. But 
but you seem well on the way to making a complete recovery. Which is a load of of bullshit because as he's telling her, oh, I think the messing with my brain is Gulliver, which is part of the the slang, the Nasdat. You could see on her face that yeah, they did mess around with his brain. It's like, oh, he doesn't need to know that. <laughs> it's like the Wizard of Oz, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. And with film, that's the motion picture arts and sciences. Pay no attention to the smoke and mirrors that we've created or what Stanley Kubrick created. Um, Malcolm McDowell is is aware that he's done other films, but he's just going to be remembered for this film. And I think that sits well with him because it's such a cult classic. It's it's a film that people fear it's a film that people find as a um there was a the filmmaker mary heron who did american psycho she and spielberg have both called a clockwork orange a punk rock film because of the way it was it was all over the place but here's malcolm mcdowell talking about the impact of a clockwork orange the movie became prophetic because um it foretold of course gang violence, which of course there was then, but it wasn't so sophisticated as it is today. And I think that's one of the enduring things about the movie. The um, amount of drug use, the gang violence, the futuristic kind of thing, but it's not futuristic at all, is it? Um, you know, it, it's staggering, actually. And, and um, you know, the identification marks on the gangs, but, you know, this was all done in... Um, West Side Story, for God's sake. I mean, we're not, he's not inventing anything new. He's just pushing it a little further. The envelope is being pushed. He came over to me. I was sitting down. He went, can you dance? And um, I said, hey, can I dance? Of course I couldn't dance, yeah. But um, I leapt up and immediately went into a sort of skit of... And Singing in the Rain blurted out, and I started whacking, boom, kicking. And he was so taken aback. He, he was so joyous. He laughed so hard. I mean, tears. And he said, come with me. We, I got in his car. We drove at 15 miles an hour to the, his house, and he bought the rights to Singing in the Rain. We went back, and it took a week to reconstruct. I was going, what did I do? What did I do? I, I don't remember what I did. You know, and I had to sort of piece it all back together and um, it was just the perfect thing because, you see, the character was at his most euphoric when he was beating and raping and pillaging. This movie is about the right to choose. As simple as that. The right to choose how we live our life. Now, we can either decide to be a good citizen or an antisocial one. But is it the right of the government, you know, to come in and mess with our chemistry and and our physique? Um, I don't think so. That's what the film is saying. Well, it's a classic, you know, and and it's a classic because it doesn't date. That is my um, reference for a great film, is that you can watch it time and time again. It doesn't date. the themes are universal. They're just as poignant now as it was then. And, uh, of course, um, you know, it even looks rather futuristic. 
Even today it looks futuristic. That's the brilliance of Stanley. That's Malcolm McDowell talking to the American Film Institute about working with Stanley Kubrick in A Clockwork Orange. Stanley Kubrick didn't make very many films. If you look at it, if you look at filmmakers now, they can make a film a year. But he would take his time and he was a perfectionist. And of course, you know, there's those stories about the takes on The Shining. And it took them almost two years to make The Shining. But A Clockwork Orange was, well... People, people in England were shocked that he was going to take on that book. And he left certain parts out according to the author. But like I said before, when you they write you that check for those film rights, you really have no say anymore. So Anthony Burgess, I'm sure, was not pleased with the film, as was Stephen King was not pleased with The Shining. But that's a testament to Stanley Kubrick. Stanley Kubrick really didn't give a shit and just made the films that he wanted to make. And he had that power. And it was almost a Napoleonic kind of power because I I know that some people from what I read feared Stanley Kubrick and um, didn't want to work with him again, including Shelley Duvall, who did not want to work with him again. And that's understandable. If you look at now from a different lens, how sexist that that. They made her as just this screaming female, which was not right. And I, and, but, and then go back to A Clockwork Orange. There's a lot going on in A Clockwork Orange. There's rape, there's murder, there's pillaging, there's milk going all over the place, gang violence. Um, 50 years later, though, I mean, it really is, it's, it has not aged. It has not aged. It still looks very futuristic. Rob Zombie copied it in a music video. The Simpsons have copied it and referenced it many, many, many times. People dress up every year for Halloween. I'm sure they're not aware of the ethos of Alex the Large from A Clockwork Orange. But they dress up as him with the little thing under the eye and the hat, the outfit. It it really is a shocking film. It's still very shocking 50 years later. You can't really go back to those films of that era because many of them have dated. But A Clockwork Orange, it was futuristic for its time in 1971. And here we are in 2021. And I, I've i talked to students, film students, college students who have all told me that it is one of the most shocking films. But then they're, they're intrigued when I say to them, well, you know, there's footage missing that they took out. And so that is it. I, I would like to thank my professor for telling me that in uh, 2004. And I had read that too, but she, she really confirmed it for me. And she described for me in detail what is missing from the film. So that's a film viewer saying, oh, they basically cut it up. So, you know, if, if, we, could, if we could redo that scene ourselves, I, I'm sure it would it'd be a laugh. But, um, 50 years of clockwork orange i mean what else can i say it's i've done many shows on this this film i did another one earlier this year but i thought you know basically to solidify this 50th anniversary i wasn't even alive then this is 1971 i probably wasn't even a thought but this film this film really scared people so much so that when it was, it was nominated for a whole slew of Academy Awards, including Best Picture, Barbara Streisand refused to read it as a nomination. 
out of protest. So yeah, it really was a lightning rod of a film. Cinematically, though, it has everything of the Kubrick style. Kubrick had a style unlike anybody else. He knew his vanishing point. He knew his vantage point. And then the lighting. A Kubrick film, you know, like with certain bands, you recognize, oh, okay, that's Led Zeppelin or that's The Doors by the intro, the sound. With a Stanley Kubrick performance, and it was a performance, all the way from Dr. Strangelove, the, and that's in black and white. The lighting of the film to Space Odyssey 2001, Kubrick always put his stamp on a film. And I remember years ago, another filmmaker was making a sci-fi film and was using what he called the Kubrick lighting because a Kubrick film was lit a certain way. People have done classes on it. They have analyzed and overanalyzed it. But it, it is a distinction. And A Clockwork Orange holds that distinction. And many of Stanley Kubrick's films were very futuristic. So much so that they scared people. Uh, I To this day, I haven't watched Eyes Wide Shut all the way through. Uh, in college, I did watch Full Metal Jacket. I watched Barry Lyndon, which is very interesting in terms of the lighting. Space Odyssey 2001, Lolita. And that was the thing. Kubrick was not afraid to really just not he didn't just push the envelope he burned it up that's what he did and 50 years later we're talking about this film a very controversial film still is very controversial whenever you talk about this film in a mixed crowd some people are going to go oh god that film and then some people are going to be like i've never seen that and then they watch it and they're stunned because, like I said before, it does not age. And audiences who are rediscovering the film are looking at it from a different lens. Like, whoa. Because really, A Clockwork Orange took... It's supposed to take place in 1995. That is in the book, and that is in the film. It's supposed to take place in 1995. But it came out in 1971. So, music violence beethoven there's a lot of beethoven in this film so 50 years of a clockwork orange uh, has stood the test of time it has outlived stanley kubrick it has outlived many of the people who were in the film but malcolm mcdowell stands alone i mean he is still making films uh but every time he, I remember years ago, he was on Politically Incorrect. And Bill Maher said, oh, come on, you know all about the in-out, in-out. <laughs> and he was able to say that because it's in a slang type of form. And you look at now, everyone's talking in slang. But in 1971, the, the NASDAQ, people weren't talking like that. And I, and I reference back to Pulp Fiction, where in 1994... Tarantino was also copying what Kubrick was doing in terms of slang. And I remember I had a professor whom I've talked about before on this who was intrigued by Pulp Fiction. And he said to me, people were not talking like that. And the same goes for A Clockwork Orange in 1971. People were not talking like that. And they were using the NASDAQ, the slang, mixed with British slang, mixed with Russian slang as well. It's, it's a shocking film. The book itself, there are certain moments within the book 
that Kubrick didn't film. And and that I think that really made Anthony Burgess a raving lunatic because he said, oh, he didn't film. He filmed the American version, supposedly. That's what's been said. But it's all in the can. There is no director's cut of A Clockwork Orange. There is no unrated Clockwork Orange. It This is what you get as for the scenes that I talked about that are missing. Uh, if I ever have to have a guest on the show to talk about it, I will have my professor because she can tell me from distinct memory what's missing from the film. If you were to watch the film now, and I encourage the audience, watch the film. And then the scene where he's in his room, there's moments missing, probably to give it the R rating. Because at that time, an X rating was basically a death. It was a death to the film. It couldn't be played in certain places. For that time, though, in terms of you look at a film like Midnight Cowboy, which is at the time was considered X. But in today's time, not so much. The same goes for Last Tango in Paris. And so that's 50 years of Clockwork Orange. Unpleasant dreams. <laughs>